0: I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Not bad, eh? Marie-Pierre took me under 10 seconds. huh? Under 10 seconds. Okay, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I am so, so excited for all of those with me in multi-level marketing business. You're finally going to understand, like me, last night I got an aha moment trying to understand why... Some of my directors go live and have 10, 15 people watching them. And some of my directors go live and have 100, 200 people following them. Couldn't understand it, couldn't get it. And thanks to the podcast of today, I had my aha moment. Now, before we dive into the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, remember if you haven't joined our group, our Facebook group, Our Facebook group, you've got to be on it, called The Millionaire of the Diamonds. And please, please, my Anglophones, if you go on and the first post you see is French, don't say, oh, it's all French. No, no, it's a bilingual, bilingual group. Keep scrolling. You'll find your English documents. Everything is bilingual. We're uniting Canada under one group. No, beginning to sound like... (laughs) I love it. Uh, my name is Maria Mariano, 39 years in multi-level marketing. And I got to tell you, this is the biggest learning year of my life. Last year with COVID, we walked into COVID pretty much ordinary, couldn't understand what was going on. It was pretty much, we, 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 we tried a lot so we could fail a lot, fail fast so we could revise and restart. In 2021, finally, the structure and the systems came together, and now we are trusting the process and the results of this year. By the way, $50 million plus, plus, plus is absolutely amazing because, because, because of seeking first to understand then to be understood this is what we're we are covering on the podcast on thursday and friday stephen covey seek first to understand. stephen covey seven habits of highly effective people we are in seek first to understand then to be understood so i want everybody to understand this right now it's john philip's birthday it's john philip's birthday make sure you bombard his facebook okay bombard him, tag him all day long. I want to make it a day he will remember. (laughs) So once again, welcome, welcome. Today we're going to be covering the part of Habit 5. Actually, Marie-Pierre, tomorrow it's the end of Habit 5. Tomorrow it's the close. As of next week, we're diving into Habit 6. I'm so, so excited. So tomorrow, for any of you joining us for the very first time, make sure you're there tomorrow because we're going to kind of recap the entire Habit 5. Today, we're going to dive into two, two, two subjects, understanding and the perception. And then Marie-Pierre is going to cover only once you've understood and you understand your perception, that you can now proceed to being understood. So she does the second part, I do the first part. So let's begin with perception versus understanding. My part is understanding and perception. Understanding and perception. What's the difference, Maria? What's the difference? Well, perception is organization of the information. Perception is identification. Perception is interpretation. In other words, perception is everything we see when somebody is talking. Okay. Now, how many of us are listening and we're trying to see what they're saying? This is perception. Okay. Understanding now, what's understanding? Well, it's that the emotional process of comprehension. Now, if some of you have followed my inner circles, you're going to understand when it gets emo- emotional, it's because we're using a lot, well, Marie-Pierre is going to cover it. She's going to cover ethos, logos, pathos. She's going to cover it for you. But we're, we're, we're understanding the emotional side and we're giving people, the audience, including the, the person who's being interviewed, the opportunity to, to assimilate what he's feeling, what she is feeling. And as the speaker, I'm assimilating the knowledge of what I'm feeling. In other words, I'm showing compassion. I'm trying to grasp the whole meaning, which means that understanding is is also looking at what, what is not being said. And you need absolutely both, perception and understanding, for you to really seek first to understand. Whoa, that's a lot of same words in the same sentence. I'm just looking at Dorothy. uh, Did you understand what I just said? Because it's clear in my head, but I'm saying to myself, okay. So if I really want to understand Dorothy, I have to make sure I'm I'm seeing her perception of things and not mine. And I'll cover in a few. And I have to see what she's not saying. If I really want to understand, I have to also see what you're not saying. And that's when when the emotions come out. Let's let's continue. It's going to get more clear. Perception is very important in understanding human behavior because every person perceives the world and approaches problems in the world they face very differently. You, wouldn't you all agree? For those that I see on the Zoom, like we're, we're so different. With the help of perception, the needs of different people can be determined because people's perceptions are influenced by their needs. W- what do you mean by this, Maria? Well, if I was raised poor versus I was raised rich, where money was not an issue, you understand how my perception to a problem is quite different in the way I'm going to attack it. Okay, this is why it works with Muhammad because every time we don't see eye to eye, we both come from the same background and we're both trying to put on the other person's glasses. So I can see through the perception of Mohammed being born in Algeria, raised in Algeria until age 25 with two mothers under the same roof because his dad is Muslim. He married two wives. Do you understand when we touch a subject, Mohammed and I, our perception of that one subject is so different. So I need to, to be able if I want to have an impact on Muhammad and if I want to stay married, you know, 34, 35 years, it's I need to work with. with... There's nobody here, Benji. You're imagining things as he's getting older. he's. Oh, no, no. He, OK, it's Ricky that just walked in. So that means he smells that there's going to be food, extra food. Ricky feeds him. OK, yeah, Matthew, the dogs are in the house. And hang on, guys, I'm getting two more dogs tomorrow two multi-poos. I'm supposed to give them to my sister. I'm supposed to give them to my sister. God knows what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Let's continue with the podcast. So if I want to impact my husband, my children, my coworkers, my community, I need to see how they see through their glasses, what their center of their perception is. Otherwise, I can't understand you. And I remember me, Maria, being younger, how to me, my script and my perception was fact. And Dorothy, it wasn't fact. Like I was so into my way of thinking, maturity also, time also, uh, makes you get better and better at understanding the other person's perception and really understanding their their emotional side, what makes them think the way they think, what makes them act the way they act, okay? So remember, you may be scripted in abundance mentality, but other people are scripted in scarcity mentality. Some people are scripted in the right brain problem-solving approach, which is highly visual, highly intuitive Approach versus those that are more left brain, which is Annie Marchand, um, Marie Pierre, very left brain, where the approach is very analytical and very verbal. Sometimes Marie Pierre, she talks, I think she's talking Chinese. I don't get her. This is why we make a good match because I'm more right brain, she's more left brain, okay? Our perceptions are so different, and yet we have lived with, with, with different paradigms and grown a company way over and beyond anybody would have would expect my marriage so different from two different paradigms two different realities and yet he's still my James Bond and I'm his James Bonnet the answer is in habit five seeking first to understand seeking first to understand that means what you must have a sincere desire to make it a win-win. And the best way to really seek to understand and understand their perception is very simple. Reflect and rephrase. Whatever they're saying in the process of understanding their their perception and understanding the emotions, what you don't see is by reflecting and rephrasing. And this, my friends... No matter if you read the chapter or not, it's something we can all do. So as my husband speaks, I reflect what he's telling me. I simply repeat in the words he just told me. And then he corrects himself. He says, no, that's not how I meant to say it. And then he speaks again. Okay. Until I reflect and he says, yes, that's what I'm saying. And then two, I rephrase in, in, how I'm understanding what he's trying to tell me. So reflect until he says it in the right way. Because sometimes, how many times did we say things and say, shit, that's not what I meant to say. So if my, my per, the person who's listening to me is reflecting what I'm saying, he's allowing me the time necessary to say it right. Number two, now that I, you're telling me I understand your words for words, I'm going to rephrase the content until you you are sure that I absolutely understand your point of view and I feel your point of view. And only then, only when I have done this with Mohammed, only when I have done this with a director can I now seek to be understood. But until this is not done, I can never seek to to be understood. And this part, take it away, Marie Pierre.
1: Perfect. So let's start with. knowing how to be understood. But just before I start, I want to make sure if you didn't share the podcast this morning, it's time to share the podcast if you are on Podbean because it gives you heart. And at the end of the month, we will do a draw for the conditioning program. So make sure that you get most heart during the month. And on Facebook, of course, when you share the podcast, make sure that you always add a comment before so people will know exactly why they should listen to the podcast this morning. So if you haven't shared that's the time to do it so let's go in the subject of today how to be understood because knowing how to be understood is the other half of the habit number five and it's equally critical in reaching the win-win solution so earlier we learned the definition of maturity as the balance between the courage and consideration so seeking to understand the first half of the habit number five, requires consideration. And now the other half, seeking to be understood, takes courage. So the win-win requires a high degree of both. So if we go in the early Greek, they had a philosophy which, uh, which is embodied in these three sequential arranged words. So ethos, pathos, and logos. Who learned that at school? (laughs) Ethos, pathos, and logos, go and write it. If you remember something maybe in your philosophy uh, training in the or university, go write it. I'm curious to know if you remember something about it. So these three words contain the essence of seeking first to understand and making effective presentation. So ethos is your personal credibility, is the faith people have in your integrity and competency is the verbal equivalent of all those degrees hanging up in the doctor's office. So it's the trust that you inspire in your emotional bank account. Pathos is the empathetic side. So it's the feeling. It means that you are in alignment with the emotional trust of another person communication. So pathos can be humor, love, or any emotional response. Logos is the logic, is the reasoning part of the presentation. So logos is a way of persuading an audience with reason using fact and figure. And to make sure that everyone understands, I will give you an example for each. So first, ethos. So buy my old car because I'm Elon Musk. If you don't know, Elon Musk is the one building the Tesla. (laughs) So someone really um, known in the car business. So buy my old car because I'm Elon Musk. Pathos would be buy my old car because this cute little kitten afflicted with a rare degenerative disease will expire in agony for my car is the last asset I have in the world and I'm selling it to pay for the key medical treatment. So you, you have all the feeling. And logos will be buy my old card because yours is broken and mine is the only one on sale. So I think it really uh, um, summarize everything we need to understand with the ethos, pathos and logos. But what is really important is to notice the sequence. Ethos, pathos and logos. So first your character then your relationship, and then the logic of your presentation. So for most people, this represents another major paradigm shift because most people in making presentation, we go straight to the logos, the left brain, the logic of their idea. They try to convince other people of the validity of that logic without first taking ethos and pathos in cons- into consideration. So next time you give a presentation, root it in empathy. So begin by describing the audience's point of view in great detail. What problem are they facing? How is what you're uh, about to say offering a solution to their problem? So that is an effective presentation. Because if you remember, when we talk about effective, it means PPC, so production and production capability. So you have to, yes, go for the result, but you have to consider aussi, uh, and, um, the other person too. So did you create the change you wanted with your presentation? Did you build the relationship in the process? What were the result of the presentation? So you've got, you've got to empathize with their head, you've got to get into their uh, frame of mind. You've got to make your point simply simply, and visually and describe the alternatives they are in favor of uh, better than they can themselves. So really understand why you should uh, do this presentation. So yes, itos, pathos, and logos. It's really <laughs> great when we learn about it, but how to use it? So how you can use Ethos. So the next time you're posting on social media or you give a presentation, try using Ethos. So that means talk about your past experience and qualification. Make sure that your audience knows who you are and why they should trust your voice. You already use Ethos quite often already. So anytime you ask a listener to trust in what you are saying, based on your character or expertise. So you're working with ethos. So always remember that people need to trust you first. How to use pathos. So pathos is a very effective way to bring the audience over to your own perspective, but you have to be nearly aware of the kind of emotion you want to elicit and what truth you're going to draw on to the trigger that emotion. So you have to work backwards in a way, then build a narrative to encapsulate that truth. You can't simply put truth on a platter. It's show, don't tell. So uh, in the, the rule book of Aristotle, or uh, Aristotle? Oh yeah. <laughs> Aristotle. Aristotle, okay. <laughs>
0: It's so much later. <laughs> okay, Aristotle. I ho- hang on, I, I hope I said it right. I'm going to wait for one of my <laughs> friends to, to write it down. Uh, yes, maybe you
1: said it wrong too, and we all say it the same. Okay, so Aristotle's <laughs> rule book, there's three things uh, he said about pathos. So first is Your positions Don't remember the name. It's not important. (laughs) It's the unexpected breaking up in the middle of a sentence. So if you are speaking and then all of a sudden find yourself overcome with so much emotion that you can't even finish your sentence, if it's used carefully, so when it happens, you just let it happen, this will invoke empathy. That's
0: that's pathos, right? Yes, it's in pathos. yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> there's three I, I'm, li- I'm, I'm listening very carefully Okay, I just want to make sure I'm getting it I don't care about the rest of you guys <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's three tips from Aristotle rule book. so the first one apostasy, this is. <laughs> that is
1: that is stop in the middle of a sentence the second one, another word that you don't remember for sure paramosia <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will drop it on the group <laughs> because no one will remember. <laughs> but it's fine. Okay. It's when you can see part of your opponent's voice. So it has the double effect of making your you appear honest and logical while mitigating your opponent's argument, which ultimately also creates a feeling of empathy in the audience. So that's the Second tip from Aristotle, and the third one is jokes. Jokes are often memorable techniques for pathos, so a speaker will seem more relatable and even more intelligent than an opponent who understands only logos or ethos. So it can also be used to make the audience sit up and pay more attention to your point. So that's the three tips for pathos <laughs> from Aristotle Aristotle's book.
0: Yes. Your sound was not coming through correctly in my earphones, but then I said, maybe it's just me. Now it's back to normal. Oh. It's back to normal. Okay. Just, <laughs> just for me, sorry. Reca- recapitulate. Sorry, guys. Okay, just for me. <laughs> okay, so how to use pathos. There's three tips from Aristotle's uh, rule book.
1: The first one is stop in the middle of a sentence when you have too much emotion. The second one is to concede part of your opponent's point. And the third one it's jokes a mirable technique. So that's the three uh,
0: tips Honest, from Amisol. Honestly, you can see this on, on, on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights in the inner circle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I'm Because <laughs> you have to understand when we do this podcast, we're doing it for you. But remember where it was born from a personal need where I needed to develop my leadership as a leader. And there's nothing... More powerful than having to be committed every morning to deliver an information, so I I, I'm the first one using this information. I'm trying to connect it everywhere. Oh, I love it, Marie Pierre. Okay, go on. (laughs) And last, how to use logos. So
1: logos is a powerful tool because it's often stand on irrefutable hard data and statistics. So it doesn't need the charisma of the orator or the emotion of the audience to make a well reasoned uh, argument. But that said, how the audience will receive it is another topic because dry fact can come across still if not cautioned with the speaker charisma. So, To use logos most effectively, so temper it, it with common speech that everyone can understand. If your topic is complex, use simple words to explain it. So don't hide your beautiful argument behind complicated words or jargon. On generalization. So be as specific and concrete as possible with example and stress the most important point. So Aristotle was also a fan of using the logos in such way as, the, as to guide the audience to reach the conclusion to, their, uh, to their argument by the argument on their own. So when you do a presentation, you can just stop and ask your audience, what would be your conclusion with this, that argument? Often, if you did your argument right, the people will uh, come with the uh, conclusion that you were about to say. So the conclusion will come from your audience and not from your own word. So people will believe it uh, most of the time, really more than if you s- just simply say the conclusion. So that's how you can use uh, this uh, three point though. tells it, pathos, it uh, and logos. Uh, in every day so make sure that you understand it and just it's really based on character if you have the character the rest will follow pathos and logos will
0: follow thank you oh my god do you have a document that you yes print? it's printed ah, <laughs> i love it, I love it. Um, i'm listening to this and it reminds me of the debate when it was going on i don't know if who remembers when Hillary Clinton was debating with Donald Trump before Donald Trump was elected president. Now, we all know that he had the least possibility to be elected president. Like, I mean, he definitely, you know, had no logic. He had no logos whatsoever. And I'm listening to this, and and I know why... um, Trump won because Trump was phenomenal with ethos and pathos. He understood the blue collars. He understood the, I call it the white rednecks. He understood it. And because he was a multi-billionaire, Marie-Pierre, he automatically had credibility, right? Whereas Hillary, even if she would have been the wiser choice because she had a husband that was president, like she had the connections, she had everything. The problem with Hillary Clinton is that she was unable to have pathos. She wasn't able to empathize with with the blue collar workers, with the lower income people. She was only able to connect with the higher, higher upper people. And this was this is why she lost. I remember if you want to listen to somebody amazing in the field of ethos, pathos and logos is Simon Lancaster. You go on YouTube. Put in Simon Lancaster. He's from London. He is right now the most sought-out speechwriter in the world. And he explains this in such... This is why he's so good. Because for logos to work, Marie-Pierre, you have to use simple language. Even if this man is a genius. My friend Melanie Miller, she has such a rich vocabulary. But she's brilliant at being able to use the simplest words. A lot of times when she's speaking to me, I know she's downplaying her English so I could understand. That's the real sign of somebody that's smart and intelligent. Well, I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited because I finally understood why Samuel Perron goes live and he has hundreds of people. Logging in, no matter what time he goes live. And by the way, whether he was in my inner circle in English or in my inner circle in French, Samuel Perron crushed the shares, the likes and the attendance on the live. And then I have other directors who do their lives and they have like 10, 15 people showing up on their live and, 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 and they'll have a few comments. They have a few shares. And today everything came to light. Well, what happens with the individual that goes live and she's doing a culinary cooking demonstration, the problem is she's only using logos. She's like she's like doing a presentation, Monique, like we used to do in the guest events when we used to be in a hall. She goes behind the table and she executes the recipe in 15 minutes and she's out of there versus. My directors that do lives, like Hélène Savoie, every time she goes on, she has hundreds of people. And she has 900 comments. She has like 3,000 shares, 88,000 views. Well, what happens with somebody like her, she's using a lot, a lot, a lot of pathos. OK, there's a lot of time being spent in pathos and the credibility. I used to be a teacher. So the ethos and the pathos there, she's very little. She's very little inclined in the logos. In actual fact, I have watched her give a live on how to do a panini in the microgrill. And she by by the end, she said, oh, my God, I forgot the recipe. Because she's talking to the audience. Natalie Brochu has the same phenomenal um, thing when she goes live, her ethos and her pathos is there. So remember when you're going live, remember credibility and you have to be you, you have to sh- be empathic. You, you have to wait, look at the comment. Respond to the lady. Wait until she responds. Even if you forget to execute the recipe, where you only where you have to end up putting it in the comments. But your capacity, okay, your capacity to build relationships. So what ethos is is your character, because we covered it last week. What pathos is is your ability to build relationships. And this is where a lot of people fail because it takes a long time to build relationship. Those in my multi-level marketing business, you know, I invest my first 100 hours per month in getting to meet my 80-20 and my 20-80 on top of my personal team. Like it's a lo- It takes a long time. So when you're doing your lives, your ability to spend a lot, like 90% of your lifetime, and number two, in pathos, which is building a relationship, will change completely the trajectory of your lives and the results. And logos is number three, which is the logic side of your presentation. This is where you go get the commitments of your people. You know when you say, uh, this month I had 30 new members join my team? Well, because the conclusion, which is number three, is powerful because two in one was powerful. Marie-Pierre, for me, today's presentation was like, a, oh, I can get it. And especially coming out of two two inner circles, one Tuesday night with Samuel, and one Wednesday night with 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 um, Sylvain. Two beautiful inner circle, two different um, reach and audiences. Now I understand. One was. ethos and pathos, and the other one was 90% in logos. So in conclusion, I just want to share with you that Habit 5 will lift you to a new level of success in 2022, okay? Greater accuracy, greater integrity in your presentation. People will know that. They will feel that. So from now on, from now on, start checking how many people Tune in when you go live. Start checking how many comments you have. Start checking how many reactions you have and start checking how much reach you have. As you increase this reach means you are increasing in ethos and pathos. Like guys, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's a no brainer. I'm telling you, spend more time talking to your people and get your head out of your Tupperware. Get the Tupperware in your heart. Put Tupperware in your heart. We want to see you. We are. Okay. Enough said because I could go on and on and on. Don't forget to bombard John Philip. It is his birthday. All right. Bye-bye, my English friends. See you uh, sometime today and tomorrow. Bye-bye, my love.